You are listening to a Pod Studio One Podcast Network podcast. Find more great podcasts at www.podstudioone.com. Rocket Rangers, man your post. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Ladies and gentlemen, the story you are about to hear is true. Wherever there is mystery, adventure, intrigue, there you will find... Credit you. And yet I hope that the certainty of what we have to meet will make you rise above these fears. Welcome to the Pod Studio One Podcast. All about people and the things they are creating, doing, and dreaming. Here's your host, Blake Hodges. Today we have a conversation with Zach Boyles, owner of Mythos Pedals, and we see how you can take a hobby, just something you're enjoying and having fun with, and turn that into a tangible full-time business. Here's our conversation with Zach Boyles. I'm digging that old-timey microphone you got going on. Yeah, this is a, a Shure MV51. <laughs> it looks like a, uh, oh, I don't know, it, just looking at it evokes thoughts of hearing the crackling of, a, of an old-timey um, voiceover those kind of you know the standard i'm not doing it well but that right. standard old-timey 1950s maybe sound so mm-hmm. old-time radio kind of thing yes yes all of those <laughs> all of those things so uh i appreciate you spending some of your saturday with us and uh yeah it's it's my understanding that you make pedals so i do yes i don't know what kind of pedals those are um i do the least amount of of research as i can so we can kind of just get to know each other um so that's that's Uh all i got that's my starting point so uh kind of curious what pedals there's a lot of pedals car pedals bike pedals pedal to the metal what's uh (laughs) what is that you make i i make uh electric guitar pedals um they're you know the the things that go in between a guitar and an amplifier to give you distortion or fuzz or just more volume or something like that Ah, well, if you're, uh, if you're loving sound, it would explain the cool mic then. So, uh, yeah, yeah. How did you get into that? I'm assuming you're a musician as well. I am a musician. I, I started building pedals, um, in out of the mid two thousands, I got into like modifying effects and when like that kind of that itch began, you know, I, I really started digging into like learning how to, how circuits work and, uh, building my own things. So, um, the brand that I build, which is mythos pedals started in 2010, but I've been building pedals before that. Just, uh, that was always for fun. And then when I took on the name, it, you know, was to maybe make a little money, but back then that wasn't a big focus. Right, right. How did you, uh, so I'm assuming it was first just to make them for yourself. You were trying to, was it design or was it for actual audio quality? Were you finding different ways to make it sound different ways? And- well, when I, when I first started, I was building things that were, um, I were building, I was building copies of things that y- you couldn't really buy for, for a normal amount of money. Um, but the first pedals I, I was making, I, I made a couple for my, myself and, and friends and they were copies of a pedal that at the time cost eight or nine hundred dollars and i can make it for you know 80 bucks you know 100 bucks so that that was where it kind of began because i would want to try things but i didn't have the resources to buy an original so just make make my own kind of thing yeah yeah 
Well, that's really cool. I mean, did you have any experience with building stuff or did you just think, you know, I see how that looks. I see how this looks. I'm going to make that. Well, no, I, I mean, I'd, um, I'd always tinkered with things. My dad, um, when I was a kid, he would give me a soldering iron, which sounds incredibly dangerous, but <laughs> well, yeah. How I, old were I, you when you say you were a kid with the soldering I don't, iron? I don't know, like 10, nine, I don't know, a little, um, probably too young to have, you know, a stick that was, you know, 500 degrees in my hand. <laughs> but, uh, I, I, you know, tinkered with electronics, but in school, my degree was in psychology. So, um, everything that I've learned for building pedals is all self-taught. And really a lot of that came from just research on the internet because, you know, I, I would just sit and read forums to understand how things worked. Um, and that's kind of where the whole, the process started. Nice. That's really cool though, that you got to, uh, have a soldering iron as a kid. I mean, I would never <laughs> forget that memory. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So then what do you play music wise? Cause I mean, all of this stems from your music, uh, interests. What, what all do you right. play? Uh, I play guitar. I've been playing guitar since I was, I was 15. Um, so that's, uh, 18 years, but I, uh, I, I'm a huge guitar nerd. I worked for a time at, at Carter vintage guitars here in Nashville, which is a very high end vintage guitar store. And, you know, since being a teenager, I've played in a ton of bands, but, um, but yeah, I'm just a super guitar nerd and I'm not the best guitarist in the world, but I just love making music and, and I love, I, I love the pursuit of tone, which so many of like my peers are the same kind of thing. We just always looking for that, that new sound or that, that classic sound that's hard to get, especially in like in a box, you know, the pursuit of tone that almost sounds like a memoir, like the title of a memoir novel after you've done <laughs> and made like amazing pedals for the next uh, couple of decades. Can you kind of right. describe that a little bit more the pursuit of tone? Well, uh, well, you know, <clears throat> for a lot of guitarists, we get a sound in our head and when, you're you're thinking like i want to sound like like this song on this record so you'll go and you'll buy sometimes you'll buy that guitar sometimes you'll buy that amplifier um pedals are, are a, a much cheaper way to try to achieve a sound and that's something that that i've tried to do with some of my pedals where you know like i wanted to release a pedal that sounded like the first couple of zz top records which to me are like the pinnacle of classic rock it, well you know late seventies, early eighties electric guitar. And I spent over a year developing a pedal that to me really nails that sort of sound. And it was just, you know, something that was stuck in my head. And so many guitarists, whether they build things or not, will go on that journey. Like they want to sound exactly like John Mayer or they want to sound exactly like, you know, Matt Bellamy from Muse or something, you know, like there's all these journeys that we go on. And for a lot of guitarists, that's the biggest part of the fun is trying to find someone else's sound all the while you're developing your own thing too, because you're not them. So, you know, I'm, I'm trying to visualize and see this in my head cause I'm not a musically inclined guy, despite all of my friends growing up being musically inclined, my family and everyone else. What does it mean to make, how do you make a pedal that makes that sound? What is it about that? Um, can you kind of explain the mechanics of that a little bit more? Well, most of the pedals are built off um, a, fair, a very simple circuit. I mean, at least that's where they start. You know, if um, let's say you want to make a pedal that sounds like like ZZ Top, you want to 
base it or start in a, in a spot that's like an overdrive. So you kind of find a circuit that works at the, at the baseline and then start tweaking it. So you can add more bass, you can add more gain, you can add more volume and, you know, like here's a circuit board. <laughs> you, you'll, that looks very technical. <laughs> yeah. You'll get to a point where you've designed a schematic that <clears throat> once you build it out, will achieve these tones. And, and, it, and it, for me, the launching off points, like sometimes I will, <clears throat> I will just go and start drawing a schematic, like I'm building it around a transistor or, or an op amp. But a lot of times I will, I'll try to find a circuit that people would associate with something and then heavily, heavily modify it so that it, it gets closer to the desired sound. Um, and a lot, like almost every pedal manufacturer, that's kind of what they do. They take a classic circuit and then they <clears throat> just tweak it and tweak it until it's where they want. Hmm. Interesting. So that, what you just showed me that piece of, so essentially that he showed me a green, uh, imagine a green sheet, uh, with a bunch of little mechanical doohickeys on it. That's what they'll be called for now. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how you make a pedal. It almost, I mean, that looks like engineering, like electrical engineering, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, <clears throat> everything I build has a printed circuit board, um, that is, um, you know, it made the, the circuit boards made for me. I don't manufacture my own boards, but I, I have designed a few. I have a designer <clears throat> will take a schematic that once I like, uh, I'll, I'll build it on what's called a breadboard, which is this prototyping board. And once I get the sound there, we'll send the schematic to my designer or I will design it on my computer myself and then have a, a circuit board and then send it to a circuit board manufacturer and then I'll get them. And hopefully <laughs> you build it and it works. Uh, I haven't had anything come um, that didn't work yet, which is, you know, knock on wood. Yeah, that's awesome. But, Eight years running. <laughs> yeah. But um, but that's kind of how it starts. And, and I didn't really, you know, dive this far into it. Uh, I used to make all my own circuit boards, which was a real pain. But uh, I, I got to this point over the past year and a half uh, to having you know, boards designed for me and stuff, which is a real time saver. I bet. So, so essentially what you do now is you kind of come up with the concepting of it and you make the board and then you have, or you make the design of the board and then it's made, uh, through. What well, the, the, I, I design, well, we'll come up with the design either myself or one of my friends who are designers. Um, we'll have a circuit board, I will send that to a, a circuit board manufacturing house. They will ship them to me. <clears throat> and then I populate them. I put the resistors, the capacitors, the op amps, all the parts on, and then put them in uh, little aluminum enclosure boxes, put all the knobs, everything. And um, we, my wife and I build them out of our, our apartment here in Nashville. Um, so that's kind of that's really, how it all happened. That's really cool. Cause it's kind of as if you are, you're making an instrument that's going to make like instruments almost. I mean, you're making sound, you're making the thing that's going to make sound. I mean, you're, you're making a, a mechanical, I don't know, mechanical instrument. I, this, I could probably say this a lot better, but it's, it's, uh, it's an analog. It's a tangible, it's not a digital thing. It's a, it's a, <clears throat> a real analog circuit that will totally affect your guitar sound. And, and, and definitely, a lot of times can become an instrument in and of itself, um, or at least affect how your, 
how your guitar sounds in a completely drastic way and open up new pathways for um for playing and and inspiration it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun when that when that kind of thing happens and and it's amazing that after doing this i get a lot of feedback from people saying that the things that that we've made have changed how they play guitar they, they've never sounded better and that, that's that's really humbling and it's really it's really awesome yeah to kind of give it a, a lens i think that would be real accessible to everyone for a comparison would you say it's kind of like making fil- this i don't want to i hope this doesn't feel like it's dumbing it down but making filters for photos in the same way you can make a photo look completely different same photo but you put a different filter on it looks different this is kind of like filters for music yeah, kind of, uh, in a way, I, I feel like <clears throat> it, it's almost like, uh, for something that's even more like that everyone can understand. It's like buying a shirt that fits you really well, you know, like you have all these clothes and then you get that one shirt and when you put it on, you're like, wow, I, I look great. I feel great. It just boosts your confidence. You know, your whole demeanor can change when, when everything looks right. And a pedal is, you know, making everything well, not for everybody, but for some people, everything sound right. So it, for for people that don't play music it, it sometimes it's they don't get it but mm-hmm. um but they are these little magic boxes that really can just be a a source of inspiration and 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 just totally change how you can approach a song or or just writing in general or just you know the things that come out of your head because you know it's all you know an apropos of nothing you know it's just these you know, music and riffs and things that just, they just pour out of you. And sometimes something as simple as a pedal can really open up your brain. It's really crazy. Yeah. So tell me about like the process of someone's, someone says, Hey Zach, pedal guy, guy who makes the beautiful sounds. I want to make beautiful sounds. Help me out. What is that like? Do you guys sit down and they talk about what they're wanting to sound like, what they sound like now you kind of give suggestions. And so just give me a, give me kind of an, a peek into that interaction of how you, how you get these things made. Right. Well, you know, I have, I have, um, like six pre-made pedals and for the most part there, I don't really tweak them. Some of them I offer a few options so that you can have a little bit different sound. Um, but I've tried to design things so that for, for most folks, they can come to me and say, Hey, I want to sound like this. I want to sound like that. Then I'll give them suggestions based off what I already make so that they, they can take it and, and, you know, add to their, their rig. Um, I do get approached to make custom things, but the making a custom pedal when like the enclosures, which are powder coated for me, which are drilled and and UV printed for me, uh, is not done in my apartment, obviously, um, is very expensive. So I have made a lot of custom things for people that are just very plain. They don't, they don't brand me, but, um, most of the time when people approach me and say, Hey, I want to sound like this, then I'll really, try to get to know what they play uh, if they're playing in public or just playing in a bedroom. Cause that, that matters. And um, you know, what their guitar is like and things. And, and then we'll kind of sit down and hash out what of my pedals would be best um, appropriate for their, for their rig and their play style, because everyone's hands are different. And just because you want to sound like Stevie Ray Vaughan or at Clapton doesn't mean you're going to get that, you know, which is just by having the magic thing. So I really try to dive into a person's personality and their, their equipment. And that, that usually gets pretty close. I've rarely will people say that's terrible. You know, uh, it usually works out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what's that, uh, 
when you have that that meeting and stuff, if you were to kind of give me the same explanation of your six pedals, what are the the six things that those kind of sound like? Mm. Well, um, you know, do you play guitar? Did we, Man, did I don't. I uh, okay. I've been in I've been around people all my life. My best friend plays guitar. Everyone around me, it seems like, plays uh, instruments, and I just didn't. Mm. I don't know. I uh, I couldn't oh, make okay. that happen. That's okay. Well, um, the six pedals um, that that I build, um, that they, they some of them are, are like I said, aimed to replicate a, a certain artist, and then others are kind of my interpretations of, of pedals that are either hard to find or um, ripe for tweaking. So, uh, <laughs> um, I make a pedal called, and, and if let me back up just a little bit, um, the brand is Mythos Pedals, and so all the names are kind of mythological either people or creatures or weapons or something like that ah, so they all here we go have, now now yeah, you're speaking so my they language all have, they all have you know a little funny names um my most popular pedal is based off a pedal called the clon centaur which you know it's a weird name but it, it's um very rare and if you buy an original there's 1600 to 2000 dollars, which is insane so i make a copy of that that is my interpretation that is a little tweaked and sounds great and it's only 200 bucks so it's called the mjolnir which is thor's hammer <laughs> um that that one's really popular um it just sounds it's really powerful and loud and, and can just give you more i'll call the daedalus which daedalus was the father of icarus mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it is um it's a martial amp that classic british rock amp kind of sound in a box I make one called the Herculean, which is based off an old tube screamer. It's super modified, so it sounds, it can get classic sounds, but it does so much more than that. And um, that that's a really great, simple pedal. Make one called the Earl King, which is a German myth because it's based off a German pedal. Um, it's tuned to be like the Nashville sound. It's a modern country sort of guitar pedal. Um, a lot of guys around town that that are country players they love it and they use it and it it really can take if you play play a telly and you're a twangy country player it this nails all that modern country sound it's a really great uh sounding pedal um the zz top pedal is called the chupacabra which is you know the mythological goat sucker and, it, and it's like i said it just sounds like the first um four or five ZZ Top records, just really gnarly and, and, you know, big sounding. And if you have a, you know, Les Paul with the right amp, it just like you kick it on, you instantly sound as, as close as you can to Billy Gibbons, which is really fun for me. Um, and then I make a small pedal called the Golden Fleece. And it is a fuzz that just kind of lives in your guitar. Um, your hands control it. It just has one knob that's just a volume knob that says more and w w when you roll your volume back or you lighten your touch it'll clean up and and respond to you which is really cool and then i make some other little utility things like a buffer which is not very interesting to talk about but 
but yeah, that's the main line of pedals. And I have variants of those that I sell from time to time, special editions and things like that. So what's the, what's the story behind the story here? Why, why, why Mythos pedals? What's uh, I mean, besides it being cool, catchy and good branding, what was the, uh, which I'm saying that, sorry, that, might, that felt like that came off a little sar- sarcastic. I'm a marketing guy, so I really like that. Uh, but, oh, well, but where did the love for mythology kind of intersect with the music? Well, um, when I started, like I said, I was building pedals that were hard to get. And so they were kind of mythological in a way. And um, I was going to call it mythological pedals, but I had a buddy um, that was a English or a, sorry, a history uh, student at the college I was going to. And he said, you should call it mythos because that's Greek for myth. I thought, well, that makes a lot more sense and is way cooler sounding. So, so that's what I, I landed on. And it's, um, it, it definitely, I feel like it helps me stand out in a crowd because there are so many people making um, guitar effects in, in, in this community and not Nashville, just the guitar community in general. And um, a lot of people, you know, they just name it after their, their own name, which is fine. But I feel like having a name and an image, like I have my, my logo, which is a, a Zeus face really helps it kind of stand out uh, amongst the, the rabble, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, when you have all those kind of the names, do people ever, uh, they get it and they're just like, man, I, I sound mythological now. I sound legendary. <laughs> most, most people can't pronounce any of the, the names of my pedals. Um, which is, you know, the, the, especially Mjolnir, knowing a, a few people can get that right. Um, but it, I feel like I kind of shot myself in the foot in some ways because, you know, it's like, you want to have something that people remember and you do though are, they remember they remember that it's well, cool even if they can't say it i also really yeah. like the nod i feel like it had to be intentional naming one of them de- delayed is delayed is, i can't even say it right but the Daedalus. yeah one of the most mythologically smart inventors like mm. that almost feels like a cool nod back since you're an inventor yourself really well, maybe. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, um, you're inventing these cool pedals. So, uh, whenever whenever you send them off to artists and they di- and they send their stuff back, do you ever listen to them? Uh, I'm ass- I'm assuming that would be one of the joys of the job. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, I have a lot of friends that that use them, and they will say that, hey, I use this on this song and this record, and they'll send me the the track. Or, um, you know, I, I have um, some friends that are some kind of big YouTubers, which is like, I think the place to be for guitarists right now. But, um, I have a friend and he, he's a huge YouTube personality and he has one of my pedals and he says, I used it on every track of my last record. I couldn't have made it without that pedal and without the thing you created. And that's like, you know, blows your mind. You feel so humble. The fact that you made this tiny little box and it was so crucial to someone's process, which is really neat. Yeah. Do they ever, man, if he's a big YouTuber, does he ever give you a shout out? That would uh, not hurt at all. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, I, I recently left work. Like I, I, like I said, I worked at Carter Vintage Guitars and in December of last year I, I left. Um, so I, I decided to pursue Mythos full time. And a lot of that was because of guys like, like this guy, his name's Rob Chapman who is, you know, if, if you watch YouTube, you know who Rob is. He is, um, he's got like 600,000 subscribers, you know. 600,000? Wow. Uh, yeah. Huge, huge channel. And he, last year in March, said that he thought 
Mythos was going to be the brand to watch in 2017. And he personally helped me get in a, a huge, he's, he's English. He, he lives in, uh, he lives in Brighton, but he helps me get in a huge store outside London, uh, a big chain here in America. And that opened up a lot of opportunities for, for myself to do this. And it's really thanks to him and a few other uh, guitar players that have totally shaped what I've been able to do, which is amazing. Yeah. So let me make sure I got the timeline right for your business. So you decided to go full-time, do you say December of last year is in 2017 or December of 2016? 2017. Oh man. So So, you're still pretty fresh. Like what's it like? Oh yeah. What's it like? (laughs) Well, sorry. I I mean like fresh as in, you know, you just started this full time. So what is that? What's that transition been like having all the time to spend on the business and focus on that? It's, it's been, it's been good. I, um, it, it was getting to a point I was working, you know, I was working, I guess, full time. I was working about 30 hours a week at this guitar store, but getting up, working on pedals, going to work, and then coming home to work on pedals was starting to really bog me down. And uh, Morgan, my wife, she has a great job and had been moving up in that. And she said, you know, if we're going to do this, you're going to have to take that leap. So we did it. And luckily, I've been really busy um, when it's not busy. I do feel guilty if I'm not working, but it's, it's been nice because since December I've shipped, um, gosh, I've shipped probably 200 pedals. Um, so I, I've sold a lot of, a lot of pedals. Um, so it's, it's been really great and it's given me so much more time to actually recenter and focus on what I want to accomplish because when your sole focus is just building something and not, growing a brand it has uh you know it you you can't you can't grow it if you can't focus on it so this year is really going to be focused on you know getting awareness out there going to guitar shows meeting people going to actual gigs and showing people my pedals you know doing those sort of things that's what we're super excited about and luckily we had such a good year last year that it's afforded us the opportunity to do this you know we're not going to be totally broke but we are having a baby this year Uh-oh. so it's, it's kind of scary golly yeah that that sounds very being 24 and just recently married having a kid sounds terrifying but uh i mean there you go talk about some motivation to, to uh, put some pedal to the metal there and uh right. i don't know how many times i can get that in but uh i'll say it at least a few more uh so what's the day-to-day look like for you now whenever you're working on pedals you know it, it depends on on what's what I have to accomplish, you know, most of the time I'm, if I'm fulfilling orders, it is, um, making circuit boards. Morgan, my wife will help. She populates a lot of the boards. So she puts all the resistors and parts on, but, um, if she's not here, I'll do that. And then I'll, I'll put them in their little enclosures, like I showed you and wire them up, test them and then ship them. And when I'm not doing that, I'm, uh, reaching out to magazines. I'm reaching out to, um, YouTubers, I'm uh, trying myself to grow my own YouTube channel, which is very much uh, in its fledgling state. I, I only have like 500 subscribers, so it's really small, but it's trying to do the things that all of my peers do to, to grow the brand because I want to have, I want people to, to not look at the brand as just like a, a line of pedals, but they look at it as a, Oh, that's Zach's pedals, you know, 
he knows what he's talking about. He knows tone, he knows guitars, he knows amps and, you know, trust that, you know, I'm, I'm more than just some faceless entity. I'm, this is like my passion. Right. right. That's been a big focus so far. Well, yeah. Putting a story and a face behind a brand is is just as important as what's coming out of it. And so that's going to be awesome. I I have a feeling this year is going to be insane. You might have a, your biggest problem might be trying to fulfill orders. If you now, if you've had this much success and now you're about to start hitting the road, hitting the, uh, all the different, you know, like find all the music podcasts and magazines and all that. It's not going to, it only takes one of those to spark for those orders to come in and suddenly Zach is, uh, it's drowning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It, like it's, it's happened. Uh, it happened a few times last year uh, and early this year where I, I really got overwhelmed, but um, you know, you just soldier on. There's the, the only, there's nothing you can do, but, but keep going. Um, but if it gets to that point, hopefully um, we're going to like either rent a space or hire just some part-time help. I've made a lot of local like Nashville buddies who are pedal builders that, um, they, they aren't, they aren't as busy day to day. So they have offered their time to come build for, you know, hopefully not a lot of money. So we'll <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> yes. Isn't that always the trick? Um, right. Man, that's really cool though. I'm still digging these names. They're still like all, I just, I've just recently found this other podcast I've been listening to on my commute called uh, the Miss and Legends podcast, which I feel like you would mm-hmm. like if you're a Miss oh, guy. Yeah. Um, such cool uh, idea. So it seems to be that, your whole thing is that you make really cool things that are just as good as the competitors, but they're not like they're actually attainable. What is right. it? Well, you know, yeah. What is it that's so that's so different? Because I don't. I mean, I guess the other ones maybe if they just have the their brand name, maybe that's why they're charging so much. But it's it's cool what you've been able to do here to make something just as good and not make people have to get a bank loan to get it. Right. You know, and and there's a lot of people making similar things as to the things that I make. Um, you know, that is the nature of this business, um, sadly, but I think a big thing for a lot of people is that there's, there's a person making it, um, oh, yeah. and they're priced about the same, about the same as a, as a robot making them. Um, but, but yeah, you know, I, I, um, I think people trust my ear, which is, which is awesome, but, um, it, it's hard standing out in a crowd when you can line up a lot of pedals and say they're. 90% the same or maybe 95% the same, you know, what, what makes mine stand out more is, is it in the guitar world, we have a thing called mojo. Um, something has mojo when someone, a specific person did something to that pedal or that guitar, or that amp to give it that extra little percent, you know? And I think a lot of it is that people like, associating with brands who are associated with players that they like. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big thing. And then, you know, and and a lot of people that, that buy my pedals will have three or four of them. Um, you know, there's a definite loyalty to something that you like, but, um, Oh, I know what I was going to say. It's, it's all about being in people's minds. Um, that that, I think that is the most important thing because when you're so crowded in the space, um, being a brand that people recognize and say, Oh, someone else likes that. Oh, that looks cool. I want to try it. And that's a big thing is, you know, and that that's the struggle for this year is really being a name and have pedals that people look at and they're like, Oh, I've seen that. 
and that will get them to want to try it and maybe spend, you know, part of their paycheck on it. Well, the good thing is it sounds like you've already built your foundation up since you started this, you know, eight years ago, you, you've already made good stuff and now it's time for branding. You know, some people, I feel like the second they start something, then they're like, Oh, I'm going to put some branding behind it. And if you can't deliver on those promises, it don't matter. So, uh, right. I mean, you're making a very natural progression now going full time doing the branding. I mean, I, I feel like this year is going to be crazy for you. I mean, you're going to have so many stories by the end of this. Well, I hope so. And, and really it wasn't until about, um, late 2016, early 2017 that I wanted to pursue it like harder because like I said, I've been doing this brand since 2010, 10, and, and it just now kind of became something that is, is, is like a, a tangible side business and now a full-time business. Um, and that was really because Morgan wanted to push me because I was kind of in a rut, you know, as a lot of us get. And I just wanted to chase this dream. And she was like, just do it. I, I redesigned my entire line. I bought new enclosures and, and revamped how everything looked and really started like trying to create something that, that I was proud of. And it's since then, it's really just kind of just gone up and up and up and it's pretty, pretty crazy. And I, I'm, I'm really excited about where 2018 is going to, going to take us. Yeah. I mean, it sounds awesome. Um, you got, you got the right stuff. You got the right brand. You got the right name. You got a cool story. It's going to be good. Um, but with all of that, like, tell me, I'm still, honestly, I don't want to sound like an idiot here, but I'm still trying to understand the pedal like in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Can you explain a little bit more about just what it, cause you're making them by hand. And that seems to be the cool part, knowing that this was made by a person. It has thought and feeling and mojo in it. And it's not just, you know, right. a, a lifeless machine. So tell me a little bit more about what it is you're making. Cause I know you said you'll have uh, the base level of it made. What is like, kind of just mm -hmm. tell me about the tweaks. That's, that's cool and intriguing to think about you going in there and just adjusting these tiny things that have such a big and lasting impact. And sometimes on songs and albums that are coming out. So what is that like? Right. Well, you know, you, um, every 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 circuit every every electronic thing in, in the world <laughs> has a schematic and so i start with that and i will either through research or through my own fruition um tweak it and then kind of say if you know i i don't like how something sounds change this to make it sound a different way like i want more bass or i want more treble or i want more distortion or volume i will tweak a circuit and then once the circuit board is produced, I'll usually tweak it again. I'll put, I'll put sockets on all over the circuit board and then have it where it's just like plug and play. And I will totally go through the circuit, make sure all the components sound exactly like I want the pedal to sound. And then I start the, the process of assembly. And so a pedal is usually an aluminum box has a foot switch that engages or bypasses the pedal has jacks for quarter inch guitar cables uh, a little power jack to power it um and then internally it's got the circuit board and the potentiometers which are the knobs and um an led and that you know it at the root of it, it's a very simple thing and i have some pedals that only have a few components inside them but it's all about how they're arranged the values that the components are to create these really unique sounds. And that's, that's kind of the secret of, of every pedal manufacturer. It's finding the balance between components and design that, that gives you the sound you you're after. 
So what's it like when you're testing that? Can you can you make a make a switch and then play a guitar or have something hooked up to it and hear how that sounds? Oh yeah, yeah. You, I will I will sit on in my floor either with a breadboard or with a pedal with all the little sockets on it, and I'll have a bin with resistors or capacitors, and I'll play turn the pedal off, change a part, play, hear if it sounds good. And and I've definitely gone through through iterations of something where I've built it, I'll play it with one amp, sounds great. I'll go to a friend's house or I would take it to work and I'd play it on a different amp and it sounds terrible. And so mm. it's 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 a struggle, you know, and, and you you have to take the time and the due diligence to make sure that you're delivering something that it isn't going to work for a, such a small niche. So that that is something that that you really have to devote yourself to and that that that's usually what i'm doing i'm sitting on the floor when i'm testing a pedal just changing parts listening and and trying to hear this the subtlety because it's amazing how you know how much 10 percent can change uh, the the feel of a pedal because that's a big part of it so then i mean correct me if i'm wrong but it sounds like you have a base level to start off with each pedal but then you kind of are do you customize it just a tad bit per person because you have whoever it is in mind whenever you're kind of adjusting it or are you just trying to tweak the uh, baseline to sound well if if i'm building it for a player i know i will usually tweak it for them if they have a certain request um most of the time people aren't aren't specific they just buy them uh and uh and take them as is but if it's if it's you know uh a, a prominent player or someone you know just a friend then i'll definitely tweak stuff if they they want something to sound a certain way i i will take the time and i'll do that for them and i have done that you know for for almost all my my buddies that play guitar which is um it, it takes a lot of work and sometimes you definitely fall on your face but when you get it right and they're happy, it's it's all you know. It's all worth it. What's cool is it's it's kind of like I'm getting this image in my head almost of you being at the head of a symphony, but instead of people sitting in the chairs with instruments, it's all the little medical part or me- mechanical parts. But the mechanical right. parts are holding the instruments, and you're playing a symphony that then gets put into a box and played all like they're on in per- yeah, in a way perpetuity. It- do you ever feel almost as if you're an artist yourself, just in a, this super unique lane? Because you're making the um, you're making the you're making the paintbrush. So, I mean, if you were if an artist was painting with a paintbrush that was super awesome, super good for this certain thing that enabled them to make this. So you almost feel like an artist in your own right. Just- yeah, yeah, and I it's something that I don't feel all the time, but I feel that way when I meet people that 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 know me, you know, from YouTube or from my pedals and they never met me and they get really excited. Like they're meeting someone special. (laughs) Um, that, that makes me feel like I'm creating something more than, than a little analog circuit in a box that I'm creating, you know, creating an, an art, um, in a way. And, and, you know, I, I think about this all the time, you know, long after I'm gone, these little pedals, unless someone really abuses them are going to last, you know, forever. So I'm definitely leaving pieces of myself all over the world. You know, there are, there are players in a ton of countries that use these things. And it's, it's really awesome to, to feel like I have a connection and I am creating something like that. 
Oh gosh, that's that's chillingly poetic almost. It's as if it almost <laughs> feels like the end of a movie where you're it's fading, you're fading out, but then it fades out and then you just hear uh music and then it lights up. There's the world and you can just see your music still coming from everywhere cuz right. all those pedals still out are outliving you. That's really cool. I like that imagery a lot. Yeah, yeah. Man. Well, that's really cool. I'm trying to uh, to look over here to think of a good uh, wrapping up question. I guess I will. Um, they say it's good to publicly say your goals, so I guess I will just uh, pressure you a little bit harder to give me a little bit more. Give us a peek of 2018. Uh, what you're you're hoping to do in terms of all the, the different people you're trying to reach out to, or the different places you're going to play in, or even if uh, maybe there's another another pedal coming into existence. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. The goal for 2018 is um is a probably add um four or five more pedals um oh wow so almost double your line oh yeah i i think i think of new circuits almost daily um i drive morgan crazy because she'll be <laughs> trying to go to sleep and i'm on my phone like looking at schematics thinking oh i could do this and change that and and add that to this and it would sound like that and you know she's just glaring at me to go to bed so i'm always thinking of new circuits and i have that there are some new pedals that are going to be coming out uh in the in the coming months so that's that's coming so that that's a goal release a handful more pedals you know maybe double the line um establish myself more on social media um youtube instagram i only have about three thousand uh followers on instagram and i'd like to have you know i'd like to have ten uh thousand or or you know 20 i mean i'd, I'd like to have you know a million but Wouldn't we all <laughs> you know i think an, yeah I, I think an attainable goal is is to at least double that you know in in the coming months and um and really just increasing my uh um my presence in the guitarist mind. So I'm working with a, a lot of big magazines to do more demos, do giveaways, um, to really put the name out there and get people excited and, um, just know who I am. That's, that's the biggest thing. So, um, that's what I'm going to be working for. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to achieve it. I, I have all the confidence in myself because, if, if I don't do it, no one's going to do it for me. So <laughs> hmm. that's, that's where I'm at. That's awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it, uh, to, to, to seeing it and hearing it. And uh, yeah. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed getting to learn about pedals and how Zach was able to combine that with mythology to make something completely brand new uh, and solve a problem for people. Speaking of solving a problem, uh, the, the lessons I took away from today, the first one was that, was that he found a thing that people needed, reduced the cost, and made it attainable and still just as good. So, you know, he didn't reinvent the wheel. He found a, a problem that people had. Uh, people needed these pedals that were too expensive and made it attainable for them. So, uh, number one, that was my first lesson I took today was just you know finding the pain points and fixing them secondly we learned that uh you know it's good to jump into your business give it everything you have but it's also good to have a plan for it and you know a lot of times people will say well i committed to my business and then it i went up in flames well you know sometimes you got to make a plan first he didn't just jump he jumped uh ducked and rolled into it he had a full-time plan to, to make his full-time business 
And then lastly, we learned that sometimes you're just going to have to grind through it. You know, having 200 orders in December, you know, sadly, he's not Santa. He doesn't have the elves to build all those things. Him and his wife just had to go, you know, quite literally pedal to the metal and make all those. So sometimes you're just going to have to do the grind. So thank you for taking the time out of your grind to join us on this week's conversation. Make sure to go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already on your podcasting app as you go forth and conquer. And until next week, pursue passion. You are listening to a Pod Studio One Podcast Network podcast. Find more great podcasts at www.podstudio1.com.